With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. No read. All right, let's do this. Sharp Money, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. My guy. Absolutely love this guy. Author, of course, sports betting analyst here on VSIN for years. His name's Josh Applebaum. You can find him at Josh underscore inside. Just a great dude. Newly married. Just loving life. Uh, check out the two podcasts, the morning podcast, the afternoon podcast. And he says, hi. Hi, Josh. How are you? I'm doing great, Patrick. I'm all Dustin. Great to be with you. And maybe we can put out a Twitter poll right before the segment started. We were discussing the pros and cons of working from home, Patrick. So it's got a lot of great aspects to it. Sometimes you miss the camaraderie of work of being with a crew talking about sports. Uh, but I would say overall working from home remotely going to the studio every now and again, uh, it works for me. So what do you think, Patrick? Are you, do, would a, you agree? A, let's go around the horn here. It's a hot button topic because obviously as a world, we all went through the pandemic to, pandemic together and then on the other end of the pandemic there was all this conversation about everything was forever going to be remote and then there was a backslash to remote working excuse me a backlash amal to remote working where people are just like what the hell are we doing we need to be in the office and you know socializing with each other i think there is a happy medium like i think there is something you miss out when working remote of not being around and assimilating with your coworkers. i think that you know uh, fraternization is missed uh, but end of the day, as athletes say, working remote's the best. What are we talking about here, Shaw? <laughs> I, I don't think it's close. I would say it's 90-10 in favor of working remote. You mentioned uh, the camaraderie, but the reality of it is like for us, for example, there's three of us in the studio here. Uh, most places, at least for us, everybody just, they come in, you're like two ships passing in the night. You don't really see most people. <laughs> it's the reality of it. And I'll tell you, there's a couple other factors that I think are important from a business standpoint. Number one, it's just less uh, usage of automobiles, transportation, everything. People are at home. So for example, we start at noon Pacific time. Patrick, your commute might be between two to three seconds, depending on if your dog is in the way when you're walking. Other than nice. that, I mean... You, do, you want to save that time, right? Like I leave my house at about 1110, so it's 50 minutes there. And then on the way home, I'm not sure if I'm actually going to shoot somebody or if somebody's going to shoot me because everybody's annoyed and the uh, post-afternoon commute traffic. I mean, it's so outrageous with the F1 construction going on in this town. Oh, boy. And you talk about, the other thing is, think about from a real estate standpoint, you lived in New York City. The <laughs> amount of money people pay in real estate, how much cheaper it is to have people working from home. Little road rage tangent from Amal Shah, oh. ain't no thing. Let's go to Dustin Sweetelson, who he he will be the interesting one here because 
He's a dude that likes to be around people, likes feedback, likes to interact. Where are you at, Sweetelson? Uh, if we're talking pandemic, where like there's nowhere for anywhere to go. The Pando. Honestly, that was the best time of my life. Like that was like <laughs> optimal for me. I got in the best shape of my life. All I did was like go for four hour walks and do cardio every day and work. And that's all you could do. That was the best thing. If we're just talking like working from home in the regular world, I'm torn because uh, working from home, I like the concept of not showering. Like I can just smell. It doesn't matter. I like the concept of not having to drive by restaurants on my ride home when I'm tired and possibly getting takeout, which is awful for you. Um, I like the convenience, just popping out of bed and doing what I need to do. But I have an issue where when I work from home, I don't stop working. Uh, I also hate Zoom calls uh, or whatever video chat you use. I despise them. They make me uncomfortable, and they they just, like, raise my blood pressure. And then, finally, as a person who likes to be isolated, I also find if I'm isolated too much, I spiral into deep darkness. So I prefer in-person human interaction to thrive as a complete person. Josh, based on the length of Amal and Dustin's answer, it's almost like the two of them woke up and said, I hope Josh and Patrick ask us about remote versus going into work. Because they both were like, I'm so glad you asked. I thought about it a lot. We've had a lot built up since the pandemic, Patrick. Yeah, I'm glad we can get it off everyone's chest here today. No, but hold on a second. I'll give you a perfect example of why working remote is so much better. My day coming into look, we're lucky, right? We work three hours here, actual physical time here, but it's actually yep. a four and a half to five hour day. If I'm working remote, it is a three hour and 10 minute day. Amal, it's just to take a shower and get ready before you, the show. That's it. You work remote the last hour of this show every day. I have been, <laughs> wide, I have been wide awake since Patrick has returned. I know, but let's be fair. Let's be fair. Outside, and I'm not making light of it, outside of people dying from the virus and the pandemic, the Pando was lit. Like, gummies, (laughs) have a couple of cocktails, nobody was driving anywhere, just grind out the bonds. Like, I was having the time of my life. Anywho. Let's get to it. Good job, boys. I, I enjoyed that from all of us. Uh, let's go to the uh, Cleveland and Philly matchup tonight. Week three preseason. This is, well, week three for Cleveland and then a proper two for Philly. You got a quarterback battle with the Browns, so a little surprised to see him catching four here tonight, Josh. Yeah, a little bit surprising here. All steam guys has been on Philadelphia here. So, uh, you know, I'm going to go spoiler money line here play. I got them a little bit earlier with the Eagles around minus 180, getting a bit expensive now, closer to minus 200. But I'll give you two bets from a future standpoint and then give you the breakdown for tonight. If you're looking at a futures bet right now, the win total with the Cleveland Browns is nine and a half. It is juiced up minus 135 to the under at DraftKings. But I'm not a huge player prop guy, but I am holding a Nick Chubb over eight and a half rushing touchdowns uh, bet here, guys. To me, it's a good angle that I identity of the Browns has run the ball. The great, they have a great offensive line. Chubb is your number one running back rated from PFF. He gets a lot of goal line carries. They don't have a lot of depth behind him. So can he get you nine touchdowns? And he's averaged around nine and a half each season in his career. I like that bet. And then also with Philly, their win totals 11 and a half feels like an over, but it is juiced up a little under minus 115. My angle with Philly is minus 135 to win that division. Uh, Cowboys might give him a run for their money. Don't expect much of the commanders. G men could be competitive, but to me, that's a short price to back Philly to win their division in terms of tonight's uh, game guys I look at the preseason through the lens of trying to align uh, data with information based bets so what I'm talking about is number one data all line movement here has been toward Philly Philly opened as low as a minus two and a half 
home favorite. Some shops even at one point were like a minus one opener. When I was doing morning bets pod this morning, they were at minus three and a half. So just from the morning to the early afternoon to now, you've seen even further movement for the Eagles now up to minus four. They're juiced up like they may even flirt with a four and a half. I think if you do like Cleveland, hold out for the hook there. Uh, you have seen dogs do pretty well. They're 10 and seven ATS in the preseason. But what I like about the Eagles is that Patrick, they're not a huge public play today. You would think if, you know, went to the Super Bowl, you know, almost won the Super Bowl, lost to Kansas City late, uh, big team with a lot of hype. Yet for tonight's game, only 47% of bets are going with uh, the, the Philadelphia Eagles tonight. So that would classify as a contrarian play, a fade the trendy dog play. It's not a huge popular bet, but I'm surprised the Eagles aren't getting more love. So it's kind of like a bylaw opportunity. So basically a 50-50 or contrarian line move toward the Eagles. You also have uh, obviously this big steam in their direction, but here's the info-based part, guys. Joint practices. I think if you're betting these games, you got to know which teams have been battling in joint practices throughout the week, teams who haven't, and read about these joint practices. What I've read about with Cleveland and Philly is that Philly is dominating these practices. They have great great defense, great depth. You've actually heard Joel Batonio, uh, one of the offensive linemen for Cleveland, complain that Philly is, quote-unquote, taking cheap shots at Deshaun Watson. You're then you're hearing Philly say we're just playing hard and you know they can't block us so a lot of depth They've really dominated these these joint practices. You're not going to get Deshaun Watson tonight. You are going to see Thompson Robinson, who's maybe uh, could play a little bit tonight. But I'm going to bank on Mariota, a veteran, experienced quarterback here tonight, guys. Uh, and then also looking at the the depth here on defense and being able to run the ball with a good offensive line. So the joint practice info, the line movement toward Philly. This is a money line bet. I don't love laying this number now. Obviously, the juice is a little bit high, but I'm going Philly to win this game, and they're going to have a crazy crowd tonight. You know how those Philly fans get. They're going to pack this this uh, Lincoln Financial Field, even though it's only a preseason game. Okay, we gave our take, so we'll hold off. So Josh is money line with the Eagles. I want to get into your baseball play tonight because we also discussed this. You're with uh, <laughs> um, Dustin here. You're on the Dodgers laying a dollar forty-five at home against Burns and the Brewers tonight. Yeah, so I'm going to go with the Dodgers, as you mentioned, Patrick. And one thing, just to wrap up the you know discussion of work from home, my first job in the industry was at a company called Sports Insights in the North Shore of Boston. When I meant camaraderie, guys, what I loved about my first job in the industry, I worked there eight years, is that we would all, me and my boys, we were all in our early 20s, we'd show up to work, we'd look at the slate, we'd spend all of our shift trying to pick out the best bet, and then we'd all ride it together. So what I like about this one is that I feel like we're all riding the Dodgers Family. together, guys. We got we got Sweetosin, we got the whole, the whole team, Patrick. Patrick, you're on it. I'm all, if you're not, we're going to make you bet the Dodgers tonight. We're all going to sweat this thing together, but I like this steam toward the Dodgers. You saw the Dodgers open as low as a minus 135 home favorite. They've been steamed up to minus 145. As we're speaking, I'm seeing a couple of shops even go to minus 150. So consistent movement toward LA. They're 14 and one. The last 15, they've made some good moves at the deadline. Ahmed Rosario at shortstop, uh, Kike Hernandez, but Lance Lynn, his numbers overall aren't great. Nine and nine, 5.88 ERA, but he's been reborn here. Here since he's gone to LA. He's 3-0, ERA of 2.00. He's really pitched well. Uh, Dodgers in particular, when you look at uh, as a home favorite, they're 40 and 18, 69%. They've raked against righties, 53 and 28. And when you look at a system match of a uh, short favorite, minus 150 or less with LA, they're 27 and 14, 66%. So this team is red hot. Lynn's been pitching great. I think it's a short number to back LA. So let's all round up and let's go sweat the Dodgers together. All right, we're on it as a family. What number did you get on that Dodgers game earlier? 
Uh, I got an earlier one, Patrick, minus 137, something like that. So let's get some CLV, too, even though that never guarantees a win. But you feel better <laughs> when you beat it, right? <laughs> uh, Josh, you're the best. Okay, we love it. So money line with the Eagles tonight. Do you, do you like that you said over 11.5 on the regular season win total? I like it, but I don't want to just bet based on my, you know, by my bias here, Patrick. It feels like a 12-win team, but I'm always scared off when like uh, the juice doesn't align with kind of what you're feeling. Like, feels like an overplay to me, but yet uh, the under is minus 115, the over is minus 105. So again, I'll play them to win the division. Maybe they're getting a lot of hype here, but man, their defense, their depth uh, hurts going into another year here. To me, it's a team that uh, you like to win that division. Beautiful, Josh. Thank you. Two pods a day, 15 minutes to start your day. You know I do it for you, boy. Morning back to the afternoon pod as well. At Josh (laughs) underscore insights for everything. Gives out a few plays from there every once in a while as well. Josh Applebaum, the everything guide to sports betting. Go get it right now at Amazon. Thank you, Josh. Thanks, guys. Best part of work from home. Now we get to walk the dog, Patrick. (laughs) Okay, shout to Meadow. Apple bomb, no doubt. When we come back, we've got our college teams to delve into. We're gonna go Vandy. They're next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my! Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check out the current betting splits data. If you want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. So, Super sharp, so you can see the changes in action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way VSIN is here to make you a smarter better year-round. 
Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. We've got great job, Josh Applebaum. Howard Bender, Fantasy Alarm, is going to be joining us here in just a bit. Aaron Murray, former Georgia quarterback, is going to join us. Very good quarterback in college. Chip Brown, host of 24-7, and a Texas insider, is going to join. Also, 1027 ESPN for Chip. So, got a lot of guests coming up. I'll say this. We're going to get to Vandy. As we continue our four-pack of college teams each day here on Sharp Money leading up to college football, how about everybody getting in their feelings about, I wonder if you two know what I'm about to say, people are really sensitive when you talk about Michael Orr and the Tui family. I don't even know, is it Dave Tui's family? What's going on? The Tuhoi family? First off, the blind side, that movie was trifling. Like, if you didn't fall asleep in that movie, I don't know where you were. Sandra Bullock, it, I, I just learned today she won an Oscar for her performance. Really? You can throw the Oscars and you can shoot them to the moon because she was terrible in it. The movie was terrible. The book was good. I did read the book and that was very good. But I think it's, I think it's people want this story to be true and they don't realize that life happens. And the Tuhoi family is being accused by Michael Orr of somehow. I, so, I'm sorry, guys. I don't know the names. They're somehow it's being Tui. It's Tui. Is it Tui? <laughs> Tui, yeah. It's <laughs> all right, mate. <laughs> I used I, I knew a chick in college named Tui. Um, it's a Tui family, but it is spelled Tuhoi. Uh, anywho, they're being charged with trying to steal money from Orr. Or played how many years in the NFL? He had a good eight to ten year career. No, I want to say seven, seven or eight. Okay, so he. Yeah. I, my His guess is, pick? do we do we have a bottom line on what he made? You 30, guys want to take a stab? Thirty somewhere in the. Th- I'm going to go thirty to thirty five. I was going to say between thirty and forty mil as well. Big guy. Really, I was going to say like twenty four. You know the site, don't you know? Don't you have a yep. trusty uh, site that tells you what everybody makes? Thirty-five million. Oh, I thought you meant another trusty site. I'm very particular. <laughs> no, no, about. Be careful. I don't think the Veasan filter is working over at South Point anymore. <laughs> so you got to chill. <laughs> okay, okay, Captain. <laughs> what, what did he make? Thirty-four point five. Thirty-five mil. Yeah, between thirty yeah. and forty mil. He played. And he, he played nine years. That's longer than I thought. So what did, again, I'm not following the story too closely. I just know that people yeah. are getting so, into feelings about yeah, it. So here's what happened is essentially they're being, the family's being called out because he is claiming that when they told him that he, that he was being adopted by them, it wasn't adoption that they were doing. They were doing a conserve conservatorship, conservatorship or whatever. And yeah. so that allowed them. And then he didn't make any money off the mo- movie. He says, and they made money off the mo- movie and, I wish I cared more about it, but I just, I well, just don't. I thought it was an interesting story. It was uh, Michael uh, Lewis who wrote the book The Blind Side? Another great book by him is called Liar's Poker. Check it out if you haven't read that book. But tremendous. Um, I tell you what, he said that they, nobody really made money off the movie except the people that made the movie. For, it's a, like it's a movie, guys. Like we understand it's not real. Everyone, if you go see a movie, it says based on a Oof. true story. One sentence from that movie, like one part of the plot, is based. Like Rudy, did you? This when I was younger, Rudy was my favorite movie. Then I found out that Dog. everyone at Notre Dame hated Rudy, which makes sense. He was like thirty years old on the practice squad, treating every game like it was the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. <laughs> of course they. Hated Rudy, and then I started to hate the movie. And now that I'm older, and I just look at it as a movie for what it is. I love Rudy again. 
Swedelson, if you had one-tenth the heart of Rudiger, you would have made All-American last year. <laughs> There's two things Dustin woke up wanting to discuss. Remote work yes. and the Michael Orr situation <laughs> and movies and, and, and biopics, biopics, and the relevance of the trueness. Okay. Uh, I'm with you, though, Dustin. I, I don't care. I thought... Am I crazy in thinking that the movie was overrated? I never Is that saw it. A thing? I mean, Ed Orgeron's the best character in the movie, and he plays himself. Oh, he's in it. Yeah, he, Saban's in it. Saban's in it as well. Saban, I think, has to play. I think he was the Alabama coach and had to wear uh, an LSU shirt uh, in the in in his scene. I'm surprised Saban's not on the Little League World Series. That dude would put, whore himself out for a nickel if he could on ESPN to try and promote his recruiting. He's actually really good when he does it, though. Dude, that guy shows every drafting. All the moms want to smash city. I totally get it. I totally get it. I'm sure. I'm sure. Mister Five Seven and a Half is straight killing it. So those that are new to the network have to understand that it's been a while. Amal Shaw is he's a heightist, so he judges people based on something they have no control over. (laughs) Just understand. You think ever? You think fifty four percent of the population doesn't do that to men? No. (laughs) Okay. Oh, you're talking about uh, she, hers? She, hers, based how, on height. I don't based think I'm allowed height. to say female anymore, so I say she, her. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the big guy. You like that one. I That's thought that was great. That was original. I thought I was being PC. Yeah, was I had good. to make up for the hazing comment. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we've had a couple of slip-ups today, hazing and uh, road rage. <laughs> I'm just happy guy. it wasn't me. That's all that matters to me. It's not oh, me. You still got another, you got another 80 minutes. You're good. He got so pissed about... People talking about that movie. You could just see things bother you that shouldn't bother you. You get so angry. I I have a general thing. If people really care about something, I don't like them. It doesn't matter what they like. <laughs> oh my god! If you so have a passion, passion in life, no, no, but like out. for things that don't matter. Like if if like putting like your is it your flag in the sand? Is that a phrase people say? Never if, heard that. If oh something in there's something with sand, right? Sand in a bottle, genie in a bottle. What is it you put in the sand to mark your territory? Can, can we move on? Just finish your thought. Uh, just when people like care way too much on the internet about things that are inconsequential, here's the deal. We're all going to die one day. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's called nihilism. Uh, speaking of nihilism, Vanderbilt football. <laughs> Come on. Three and a half win total over $1.75. So it's Clark Lee is year three, seven and 17 overall. They were five and seven last year. Um, look, They've got an eight-game SEC schedule. That's Vanderbilt's problem. They've been in the league forever, so it's not like they just showed up. It's just, obviously, the requirements to get in, it's not easy. Two late-season wins last year against Florida and Kentucky, Amal. Maybe that buoys the program, uh, but this is going to be an uphill battle in year three for Lee. No question about it. You mentioned it last year. They won five games, which is a shocker. They beat NIU, they beat Hawaii, and they beat Elon, which doesn't come as much of a surprise. But overall, this program is, is stuck in neutral, if not going in reverse. A.J. Swan played nine games last year, decent as the quarterback for them, but the bigger problem, Patrick, lies on the defensive side of the ball. Quick stat to kind of just um, – cement how bad this defense is offense has 4167 total yards averaging 5.3 per play the defense gave up 5536 yards seven yards per play and an average of 114 more per game than the offense yeah i actually think the offense is going to be really good big guy because we'll uh, Will Shepard's back, top four wide receivers back, a good recruiting class that way. They've got a vet offensive line returning. 
a true freshman running back they really like. The defense, as Amal highlighted, is not going to be any good. Just 17 sacks on the year last year. Uh, but I think the offense, frankly, could be pretty good with A.J. Swan and this Vandy team. Yeah, oh, I, this could go either way here, right, with Vanderbilt football. The defense wasn't good last year, but they return a lot of guys, so maybe they learn something and they can develop and be a little bit better than the uh, total defense rank 122, scoring defense Oof. 124. Like, that is just bottom, what, 10-12 there in all of Division One football. They haven't had a winning season since 2013. 2013, I did not even know Patrick yet. Amal, where were you living in 2013? Dallas, Texas. I mean, Patrick, were you in New York in 2013? Was Franklin there in 13? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Jordan, Jordan Rogers isn't walking through that door. They're they're tough, man. They're 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 a program we always think could potentially build something because they're in the South, mm. but good God, they stink all the time. Yeah, never. I don't think they could ever build anything sustainable. Not like there. a like they could be bowl eligible. That's what I think is. A there you go. That's what I wrote down. Yeah. Should it, the you S- know, six wins is the goal. Well, the SEC they allow you to play four non cons, so you just got to win two league games. You can go two and six in league play and be bowl eligible. Like, should they run the triple option? I don't think their I don't think their <laughs> academics are quite that level. I think they should run the wing T. <laughs> go old school. Like I'm not usually pro going back in time in football, but like hop in the DeLorean, dial up the triple option, and control the clock. But here's the thing: why the program can be good. The baseball program is elite. It's one of the five to ten uh, baseball yeah. programs in college baseball. Eh, baseball's for like rich, privileged kids. If we're being totally fair in America. Hey, Dustin, safe space time. What bothers you more, people that care about things in life, or Amal's pronunciation of Hawaii? Dude, I, I wanted to bring it up that it was the most annoying. Dude, you are it's so you're pretentious. Cap- you are Captain America, and you're gonna acquiesce to how Hawaii used to be pronounced. It's how people on the islands pronounce it. Not in the Dude. continental United States. When he says Hawaii, he sticks his pinky out while <laughs> sipping tea. You I know actually, what I'm saying? Hawaii. I don't even want to talk about the program there's because a, he says it that way. There's an apostrophe before the second vowel there at the end. Howard Bender is next. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get the picks. Make sure you get them right. Now, we've been talking about the guides, the college football betting guide, which is the response has been crazy good, but also the NFL betting guide. Remember, we're going to update that. But when you sign up to get the guides, you get the picks as well. So all hosts, all guests, you're going to get picks every single day. We'll send them right to you. Do the work for you. It's 19 bucks for the first month, $199 through the Super Bowl. You get everything we offer. Easily sortable. So who's hot, who's not, tail, fade, top VEASAN experts leaderboard. So make sure you check them out vcin.com slash subscribe it's vcin.com slash subscribe thrilled to be joined by howard ben howard may not know this but when we used to do our little radio show he used to join us on mad dog sports radio but he is now with fantasy alarm which is awesome he is a fantasy alarm uh, head of content, also a host over there, Better Sports Network host, also SiriusXM fantasy sports radio he's done it all and he joins us now hi howard how are you Ah, I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me on, guys. Always a pleasure to get a chance to talk to you. And yes, I do remember from Mad Dog. <laughs> well, it's, it's a pleasure to see you again, Howard. We've got plenty to do. You know, it's interesting. We were having this conversation with a fantasy host yesterday. And, you know, since the regulation and the proliferation of sports betting has now become legalized, I don't know, what are we at? 33, 35 states. We'll eventually get there to 50. 
But the meshing of fantasy sports, and you work with a great friend of mine and Matt Deutsch, who had the brainchild at SiriusXM to come up with a fantasy channel years and years ago, which is wildly popular. But we've now kind of gone and morphed from fantasy to betting properly, and we've meshed the two. How do you dance that? Uh, it's actually it's one of the easiest dances in the world. I've been using uh, prop lines, betting lines, uh, you know, for for years. Um, when I go through like you know fantasy content, when you're looking at lineup decisions week to week, I've, I've always done that. I've you know if I'm deciding between two wide receivers, I'll go and I'll look at what the game total is. I'll go and I'll look at what each uh, individual receiver's prop total is for yards. And so you know utilizing that together with fantasy, um, I just wasn't able to talk about it really on the channel or anything like that because it was so it was such tab. Now it's like, you know, all of a sudden I'm like opening people's minds all of a sudden saying you've got to do like they go hand in hand with each other. I mean, you can bet without knowing fantasy, but in my opinion, you can't play fantasy without knowing certain things about betting. I love that breakdown, how you uh, talk about that. Can you just expand upon that a little bit in terms of why you feel one needs the other, but the other one doesn't necessarily need the other one? Well, I mean, if you're sitting there, if you're, if, you're, if you're talking betting and you're breaking down the games and you're looking for, you know, whatever, if you want to pick against the spread or if you want to bet a player's props and, you, and you're looking at that, it doesn't matter what you're thinking about whether this guy's going to do well for fantasy. It doesn't matter that Aaron Rodgers is getting six points for a touchdown pass as opposed to four, uh, four points for a touchdown pass. But when I'm looking at, you know, the lines and I'm saying, okay, well, you know, the, the, this game total here is 49 and I can either use Aaron Rodgers or I can use Geno Smith and Aaron Rodgers game is 49 and Geno Smith's game is, is 42. You know, you, you sit there and you start to, to take a look at like game flow and, and what you think as far as, you know, the breakdown goes, it's the same thing for, for prop totals. If, if a running back, uh, has a prop line of 72 yard rushing yards. And then you look at another, you know, let's say you look at a wide receiver because you want to put them into your flex spot. And that the, the, the prop total for the receiver is 92 and a half yards. I'm probably going to lean towards that wide receiver because I do believe that he, you know, that Vegas is telling me he's got a bigger chance to explode than this running back does. So, you know, setting your fantasy lineup is okay and it's into but it's independent from how you're actually going to bet a game it's a great answer howard bender fantasy alarm better sports network host at roto buzz guy on twitter make sure you check him out let's have some fun with some of these teams Traylon burke suffered an lcl sprain so he's going to miss a few weeks let's go titans because i know you're under that seven and a half posted total regular season wins howard uh just quickly want to give you the numbers in division of course, the Jags are a dollar fifty-five favorite. The Titans, your second betting favorite, at three and a half to one. The Colts, six to one, and the Texans, eight to one. Let's stick with the win total. You're going under the seven and a half here. I am. You know, I look at what the the win total is here for the Titans, and you know, I look at what the team is now in the fantasy alarm, uh, fantasy football draft guide. I break down every team's offensive scheme and I, and we break down every team's offensive line. So while I don't like betting against Mike Vrabel, um, when I'm looking at teams to invest in for fantasy, 
you know, uh, you, you take certain things into consideration. But that offensive line for Tennessee is a hot mess. We saw it last year. We also saw Derrick Henry miss some time as well. So when you're sitting there trying to work behind that offensive line, maybe they've got a quick hook with Ryan Tannehill. Doesn't look like Will Levis is really all that ready. So, you know, even though the schedule puts them again, you know, they're in a weak division, the out-of-conference schedule puts them against the NFC South, which is also a fairly weak division when i look at all of that and i look at the tennessee titans schedule knowing the pass rushes that they are going to end up facing i'm erring on the side of caution and saying you know what listen i don't know if derrick henry is going to be available all year i don't know what they're going to do with their quarterback situation all year so you know give me the under on the uh, on the titans there and i think that it's a, a you know a pretty safe bet i mean vegas is basically saying when you look at the you know to win the division that this is the jaguars division here I'm not going to just hand it to them, but I'm being told basically that Tennessee is really no more than, you know, a seven win team. Patrick, Patrick, I love this play by Howard. I just don't think this team's particularly strong. We've talked about this at length. I agree. Howard, I want to go to one that's intriguing to me, the Falcons you have to win the South. Uh, just tell me a little bit about why you like this team and how you think the season plays out for them. Wow, this is this is like uh, like the, the Falcons is like the movie Mission Impossible. Everybody just looks at the Falcons and all they remember is that catastrophe in the Super Bowl and crumbling to the Patriots. Now you've got this team that you know, Arthur Smith is in there. And listen, I wish I loved anything as much as Arthur Smith loves to run the football. So <laughs> Bijan Robinson, Tyler Algier, uh, you know he's got this great one-two punch with them. The Falcons spent the entire time in the offseason. If you look at their free agent acquisitions and their trades the falcons spent the entire time working on the offensive line and working on the defense so that they could go out and they could get Bijan robinson they could turn around and 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 you know build off the offensive line in the draft as well and suddenly you're looking at this team and it's super underrated um because what you've got is a legit passing game if desmond ritter doesn't work out okay fine we know who taylor heineke is we know he can sling the rock. So if you've got a ground game and an offensive line that's going to really help boost things, um, then that's going to open things up for the passing game. You're going to see Drake London and Kyle Pitts uh, do a lot better. So I, I look at the Falcons here as a team that nobody's really paying you know a whole lot of attention to, but they've got the opportunity. They've got this defense now where I could see them you know, turning around and, and, you know, low score, get that lead and then just sit there and try and chew up the clock constantly. Right. We know that running the football is a luxury of winning teams. So, you know, that if Arthur Smith grabs that lead, I don't care if it's a three point lead, a seven point lead, a 10 point lead, he's going to hand the ball off a ton. He's going to try and chew that clock up. So, I mean, I don't love this division at all. I mean, Carolina's rebuilding. Tampa Bay is in shambles. And uh, I'd hate to besmirch the name of Dennis, uh, Dennis Allen, but I just don't think he's a really good coach either. So I think the Saints are going to have some, some significant issues as well. So, you know, the Falcons at plus 215 to win this division, um, I'm totally in on this one. Besmirch away, Bender. Besmirch away. We're okay with it here. Uh, boy, the Falcon love them all. Hey, Howard, can you hang out for another segment? This is fun. Are you are you yeah, busy absolutely. or do you want to hang out? Okay, great. I'm here. The, 
the Falcon love is real. And I'll tell you what, the Arthur Smith love is real. Like, people really respect this guy. Amal, who's the play-by-play voice we had on that said he's one of the smartest guys he's come across? Remember? Yeah, yeah, Wes uh, from the ACC. West Durham. Durham. To West Durham, thank West you. West Durham. We had West Durham on, Howard. I'm sure you know the name. Mm-hmm. SEC does the he's the voice of the Falcons as well. He just loves Smith. And Smith's starting to show I think he was on with McAfee. He's shown a little bit more personality. He does his own thing. He was a very good play caller with the Titans for a year and then got that head coaching job. Nobody knew anything about him. But you're right, he's a little old school with that approach to running the game, running the ball. Yeah, I think he's just got he's got a lot to offer. And we've seen that, you know, we've seen, you know, in in an era where everybody is so pass happy, uh, it really it just it makes sense. And what Arthur Smith, what we've seen from him back dating back to Tennessee is that he knows how to get the most out of his players. And so he knows how to build the team. And he looked at the Falcons. And like I said, in the offseason, he knew exactly what he wanted to do. I actually won a ticket. I said the Falcons were going to take Bijan Robinson at eight. Um, and I was sitting there and it was like it was plus six thousand uh one week and then all of a sudden two weeks later it was plus three thousand i was like somebody knows something and i'm looking at all these signings that happened just after they traded for uh, jeffrey akuda uh with detroit and i was like this is what arthur smith wants to do he wants his bell cow running back and while he does like and respect tyler algier the passing aspect of it of Bijan robinson's game is exactly what arthur smith wants Howard Bender, we continue. Player props, better sports network. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Howard, you can hear me. After the read, I've got homework for you. I want, he's a deadhead for people, our guests. I want one studio album to start and one live album if somebody wanted to start and get into the dead. But first, power ratings, picks, previews, pro, and predictions become a VSIN pro. 
and get an all-access pass to our betting tools, our betting splits, and the 2023 College Football and NFL Betting Guides. Both the College Football Guide and our NFL Betting Guide will have you ready to turn a profit on the gridiron this year. The only way to get the guides and everything we have to offer is to become a VEASAN Pro. It's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Howard Bender joins Fantasy Alarm. Head of content over there, Better Sports Network. Shout to Matt Deutsch, host over there, does a great job, at Roto Buzz Guy. And he revealed that he is a deadhead. I grew up, I graduated high school in 96. Everybody in my high school were deadheads. It was right before Jerry died. So why don't we start there? Studio album and then a live album. If somebody's just getting into the dead, which is a trip, no pun intended, but if they're just getting started, where's a good place to start, Howard? I mean, you know, Working Man's Dead, probably if you're if you're looking for just an album there. I mean, American Beauty and Working Man's Dead are probably the two studio albums that you wanna that you wanna try and, and go after. But I mean it's all about the live experience. It's always been about the live experience. So if you can find, you know, and you can just go anywhere and just look for uh, it's called Dick's Picks. And uh, and it's just a series of of live double albums. I mean, yeah, sure, you could get like Europe seventy two, or you could get Cornell seventy seven. You can get like those epic shows. But you know, when you when you look at like um, you know at Dick's Picks, and there's like a, a, an array of volumes there. It's just great live material over and over again. So that that's probably where I would hang out. I think Dick's Picks is a great place to start. Now, here's Excuse a question me? for my partner. Here's take it easy, Amal. It's not. It's not what you think. But I was just about to ask you because you could. Nobody could be polar opposite of a deadhead than Amal Shaw. Ha, do you have you ever even heard the dead, Amal? In terms of the music or the group? The music. Yeah, the same. That's the same thing. It's all encompassing. What? No, because I've heard of the group, but haven't heard the music. <laughs> I, I knew for some reason I absolutely knew I, it, I love them I love the dead I kind of uh, low key don't really talk about it much but I'm right there with you Mr. Bender okay great place to start now let's get back to the football I'm looking for the Diggs reception prop over at DraftKings and I'm going to find it here it is um, let's see Diggs on receptions is 99 and a half you're going to go under that posted total I, I am. And I'm just, you know, and, I, and I'm bucking the trend on this, too, because he's had over 100 receptions in each of his last three seasons. But it also he's also diminished. Right. I think uh, last year was like 103. The year before that was 107. The year before that was like I think it was like like 124. I don't really know what this rift is between him and Josh Allen right now. But the fact remains is that there's nobody they didn't bring in any other weapons except for Dalton Kincaid the tight end who they say is going to play the slot and we'll see what happens with uh, with him and his targets but I, I really feel like defenses are going to really start keying in a lot more I don't think you need to worry they don't need to worry about Gabe Davis Khalil Shakir I doubt he's going to see a whole lot of work so you know if defenses are sitting there focusing and that's it's not even just the top corner it's the top corner and float some safety help over the right. over that also. And I think that that's a big problem. It's it, the passing game. Uh, un, until I see something with Dalton Kincaid, the passing game is very, very one dimensional and it's all lined up on digs. You could say, all right, well, he's going to be force fed targets constantly. But I mean, how many times is he going to come down with that contested catch? It's not going to be every time. So, you know, I feel like that there's I, I, I'm kind of down on Buffalo in general. Um, and it's not because I'm a Jets fan. 
it's actually I actually think Miami's going to end up winning this division. But I think with Miami getting better, the Jets getting better, you know, you can never count out Bill Belichick and the Patriots, even though they'll probably finish last. I think there's a problem going on here with Buffalo that they, you know, are just trying to run it back with the same guys. And it's just I I just don't see it working. I also know Ken Dorsey wants to run the football a lot more. So they built, you know, they tried bulking up that offensive line. Maybe they give James Cook a little bit of extra work. Damian Harris is in there. So, yeah, I'm going to buck the trend here and I'm going to say under for uh, for Stefan Diggs and his receptions. I like your call on the Bills. Let's. You mentioned the Jets. Uh, we have some polar uh, views in terms of the Jets here. Kind of tell us where you see the Jets and how the season plays out. Oh, this this one hurts me a little bit. The last time I was this excited about the Jets going into a season, it was 1999. And for those out there who don't remember what happened in 1999, Vinny Testaverde tore his Achilles tendon in like the first series. Right. They went they went to the AFC championship. They lost to Denver the year before. And there were all sorts of high hopes there coming into this season. There is so much to love. Aaron Rodgers seems happy. He seems rejuvenated. Garrett Wilson's a great weapon. There's a comfort factor in Alan Lazard. Um, you just brought you just signed Dalvin Cook to help ease, you know, Brees Hall back into things. So from a from a reality and a betting standpoint, I love the Jets right now. I really, really do. Fantasy-wise, you know, I mean, I'm fine with Rodgers drafting him late. I'm fine with Garrett Wilson being an, an early pick, but you know, that tandem backfield, it works great in reality, but it doesn't work well in fantasy. They are your second betting favorite in the East. The Bills aforementioned from Howard, plus 120. The Jets are plus 270. Let's talk about the team you like in division. The Dolphins at 3-1. to one. Let's start talking about the Dolphins. They're 9.5 on their win total as well, as well as the Jets 9.5. And, and you see the Bills over at DraftKings sitting at 10.5. Let's talk about the Dolphins, though, Howard. I mean, all right, so defensively, you just brought in Vic Fangio. Every NFL team tries to copy what Vic Fangio does. Miami said, you know what? We're just going to bring in Vic. So he's working well. Uh, the injury that I heard to Taron Armstead today was considered minor, so breathe a sigh of relief on that one. Tua with this offense and, and Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell, Stable ground game, you know, it's Mostert, it's A-Chain, the rookie, and Jeff Wilson. Mike McDaniel's just going to rotate those guys in, use his outside zone running scheme, and and do exactly what he used to do in San Francisco. But now, I mean, you've just got so many explosive weapons, you know, in the receiving game between Waddle and Tyreek Hill. If you look and see what they did with a healthy Tua last year, it was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Now, Everybody's saying, well, what happens if Tua gets hurt? You sign Mike White. Now, Teddy Bridgewater last year, we all knew, can't throw deep. He's fine with the dink and dunk and the short, high percentage passing that they do in a West Coast system, but he can't throw deep. So, you know, safety's pinched in. They knew that there was really no concern. Now that you've got Mike White, granted, journeyman, okay, but he can dink and dunk up and down the field the entire time, and he's got an arm that can hit Tyreek or Jalen Waddle downfield. So I think whether Tua stays healthy or not, this Miami team is somebody that really need, you need to contend with. They're going to be very, very tough no matter who's under center. Howard, you have a bit of an anti-Austin Eckler rant. Tell us about it and why. <laughs> Um, all right. So again, in the, in the fantasy football draft guide at fantasy alarm, I break down every team's offensive system, their offensive system, their defensive system. 
in in Los Angeles the last two years, you had Joe Lombardi running that offense. Joe Lombardi, we saw what he did in New Orleans. We saw what he did with Alvin Kamara. Three straight years of 81 receptions for a running back. So that was what was going on last two seasons in Los Angeles. Now it's Kellen Moore. And, you know, ask any Dallas Cowboy fan how annoyed they were that Kellen Moore never really got Tony Pollard into the passing attack like they wanted to. Are you telling me Kellen Moore is going to suddenly say, well, I'm just going to start throwing it to the running back? Or am I going to let Justin Herbert sling the rock because we just added Quentin Johnston to Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Gerald Everett already? Kellen Moore is going to run his offense, and that offense does not throw to the running back like everybody wants to see. So all of those catches, because Austin Eckler's not a guy who takes it between the tackles at all. Austin, he's just not built that way. He is built as a pass-catching running back. And so if you're not throwing, you know, design screens to him or just looking for the checkdowns, then where's his value really going to rise? People are taking him in fantasy drafts in the first round. I've got him up there on, like, our fantasy alarm cheat sheet because that's if if you do want Eckler, then that's where you have to draft him in the first round. But I keep swearing, telling people, just move off of him. There's plenty of other guys. Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, Bijan Robinson. Those are the running backs you want. Tremendous. Howard Bender, you gave us two segments. What a long, strange trip it's been indeed. <laughs> My mom won't understand that. It's a Grateful Dead lyric. I tried to do it. Fantasy alarm. <laughs> Head of content, Better Sports Network. He's a host over there. Howard Bender does a great job at Roto Buzz Guy on Twitter. Thank you, Howard. We'll talk to you during the season. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate the time. Thank you. Okay. Here goes Howard Bender. I like the energy there. Uh, by the way, he's anti-Eckler. He is good. He's bullish on Cortland Sutton. Over receptions and receiving yards, we mentioned under the 99.5 on Stefan Diggs. When we return, we'll transition to college football. Former quarterback Aaron Murray joins us. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.